Okay, Chris? Good. <laughs> Guys, thank you. How are you doing? On this bright day, spring is nearby. <laughs> uh, it's great to be here. It's great to be uh, I, I am excited to be here with you guys today. It's, church is amazing, isn't it? Like it's family, it's relationships, and that's what I'm going to talk about. So we are in the series, Live the Life. Uh, it was there, Live the Life, yeah. And we've looked at... Uh, We've had six teachings on it. We've looked at the gospel of grace. We have authentic leadership in a different culture, love and sexual purity. Jesus will come, the hope we have, the church family. Today, I'm going to kind of wind it up with the church family. And uh, uh, I pray, Lord, that you will help me to speak words that will bless this church, bless these people, and that they'll hear your voice through me, Lord, and be encouraged and uh, motivated and um, challenged by uh, what you bring, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are looking at uh, Thessalonians uh, 1, 5, 12 to 22, it says on there. Uh, so before, before I want to uh, go into that, I want to bring it into a context like this. So, uh, what Paul is doing in, in Thessalonians in this letter is like he's saying to the Thessalonian church, guys, you guys are doing amazing. You're being faithful to God. You are doing, uh, you're giving glory to God. You are doing good. And uh, uh, I commend you for it because they were being persecuted and through all of that, they were doing good. They were, he was encouraging them, affirming them. And then he said this as well. So I'm going to go back to chapter one. On uh, chapter 1, Thessalonians uh, 1, Thessalonians 1, 2, 8, it says, The word has gotten around. Your lives are echoing the master's word. Not only in the province, but all over the place. The news of your faith in God is out. We don't even have to say anything anymore. You're the message. I'm reading that from the, uh, the message uh, translation. So these guys, their lives are... are I'm using the word contagious. They have been contagious in sp spreading the gospel. Basically, they have, they have, their lives have, it's, it's, it's gone over the, over the, the world has gotten around. The word has gotten around. Your lives are echoing the master's word, not only in the province they're in, but all over the place. The news of your faith in God is out. We don't even have to say anything anymore. You are the message. So, I want to look at it like, I want to look at, the church as a contagious family, a contagious community that will spread the gospel. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing that we were a contagious family? Wouldn't it help uh, uh, <laughs> Tessie and Robin? <laughs> so, you know, we, like as a church, we, uh, people who come here had said like, we do have that family feeling. Like people who come and they have commended us on it. So like, guys, we are already there. Come on, we, we are, we have that. We can do it. And uh, so Paul is commending them and he's saying like, well done, you're brilliant, you're doing good. And then he's ending the letter with these <laughs> exhortations. Exhortations, things to do. Action, action items. So that's what we're going to look at today. And uh, he's bringing these exhortations so that they could do even better. They could spread the gospel even more. They are being so effective in that place. Uh, Th Thessalonica was uh, like a very um, uh, commercial place. There was, uh, it's, it, was a, it was a big city. And uh, the, the, uh, the culture of it was... Uh, quite, um, I mean, uh, uh, the uh, it was uh, they they didn't they didn't look at um, their leaders as like with much respect, let's say. So the first thing that uh, Paul says is like, honor your leaders. But before we get there, before we get there, I want to just slow down a bit. <laughs> I'm just rushing here. Let me let me just come back a bit. So, what does contagious mean? 
Can you look at what is contagious? I mean, contagious has this, uh, uh, you, when you say contagious, you think like it's a disease, it's a plague, it's gonna spread, <laughs> chicken pox. <laughs> but like, what about a contagious smile? Yeah, it's contagious, isn't it? Like, you know, you smile with somebody, even if they're having a, I mean, like 95% of the time, they'll smile back. You know, in the train, you like smile with people, I smile with people, because like you kind of see them every day, and they smile back. It's really hard, like, to find someone who doesn't like, smiling at me for, <laughs> no one does that. So, it is contagious. I, it's a simple example, like, you smile and they smile back. Yes, yes, grin, yes. So, like, uh, I, I kind of like, I find it easy to smile, to be honest. Like, it's one of the gifts that God's given me. <laughs> Can't help it. So I, like, in my office, like, I smile at everybody. I mean, it's like, I kind of think, like, this is all, we work together, we are friends. Even though we haven't talked to each other yet, we are friends. So I smile at everybody. And, but the result is, like, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, someone said, like, you are smiling all, you must be the friendliest guy in the building. My name is so-and-so, how are you doing? That is, I thought that was contagious, like, I was just smiling with the person and like, they want to be friends with me. Brilliant, so, look at contagious from that point of view, yeah? And uh, how can we be contagious? Uh, one of the things we, when we were looking at contagious, like uh, Emma asked me the question like, do you remember any, any churches that you, like, impacted you? And I remembered what came to my mind was like the church in, uh, in Norwich. Just to, give you a, just to give you a background of uh, how it happened. Let me have some water first. Slow down. So you guys might know like the backstory of MR and me. We, uh, we got married and uh, lived in Dubai for a long time. And uh, um, Caleb came along, and Stephen Luke came along. Thank you, Lord, for these guys. <laughs> so, and uh, so we, we lived there for a while, and uh, then we uh, felt like God was leading us away from it. Like, God was kind of closing doors there, and we felt like it's time to move. So we moved to, to England. And uh, when we got here, so that happened quite quickly, like we... We felt God was moving us on. Things, uh, things happened around the place, kind of uh, uh, opening doors here, closing doors there, kind of thing. And so we uh, took the step. And uh, after I like gave my resignation, in a month we moved moved to here. And it was like a bit hectic. Like it was uh, a life change. We got three little ones under four under four years of age, and. Uh, it was, a, it was a big, big, uh, big move. So we got here, and uh, the first couple of weeks, we stayed with uh, Emma's mom, mom and dad. And then we had, uh, we, we had these uh, friends in Norwich, or lovely guys, uh, Malcolm and Rachel, and uh, we thought we'd go spend some time with them, because uh, we thought, <clears throat> just think about them. It makes me <laughs> emotional, less. <laughs> really lovely people. So we, we thought we'll stay a, a, a week with them, just because we actually thought at first we might go and live in Norwich because we know them, they're our friends, it will be, it'll be brilliant to stay in Norwich. Uh, so we spent a week in Norwich and uh, went to their church there uh, because they, they were going, we went with them. And, and what happened was like, I still remember what an amazing time we had there at the, at the church. We were so encouraged. Like God brought prophetic words that so confirmed, like, you've done the right thing, guys. I am with you. Things are going to fall in place. So, like, he, it was so encouraging to be there. I, the worship was amazing. We, like, really, really got before the throne of God. And it was, we came away from that church, like, full of hope, we were like, we were strengthened, actually. We were encouraged. We were bold. Uh, and uh, like, yeah, God's, God's got us. He's, he's in control. We, so like, will I go there again? I would go there again at a drop of a hat. Is that, is that how you say it? <laughs> so, uh, but what happened was we couldn't stay in Norwich. And uh, we couldn't find work there. I couldn't find work there. And uh, the work that I found was in London. So we moved to Welling Garden. Probably you're glad about it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we, we moved to Ellen Garden, and 
Uh, and uh, I've, we've never been to that church. But my, my story is like, it was like that church had an impact on us. It was a contagious church, actually. It's like, I'd go back there again if I ever, ever uh, move there. Or it, it's, it's that kind of feel like God's with them. And uh, uh, they are being faithful to God. So we'll be looking at it from that, that point of view. Let's be a contagious church. And uh, scriptures say, like Paul, in Paul's letter, like the first thing that uh, it says is, this one is 1, 5, 12. Dear brothers and sisters, I'm just going to take two verses at a time because it's like in, in sections in that, in that part. So let's take... 12 and 13. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in, in the Lord's work, that they work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work, and live peacefully with each other. So I thought, let's, let's look at this. I, I believe, uh, just to put you in, in the, the Thessalonica, the context of the Thessalonica, like I said in the beginning, like, before I put the horse before the cart kind of thing. <laughs> the, uh, the Thessalonica, the, the culture there was like, they didn't have much respect for the leaders there. I mean, it's probably like here now, the culture here, like, like what's happening in the government, Brexit and stuff like, and like stories we are here of like leaders like messing things up and like you, you find it hard to trust them. You find it hard to like keep respecting them. Uh, so that, that, in that culture, that, that was the kind of similar culture that was there in, um, in Thessalonica. So he, he says, like, let's be, that was the culture. Now, we're not, that's not who God's people are. God's people respect their leaders. They, uh, they honor them. And uh, so uh, <clears throat> how can we do this? How can we respect and honor our leaders? I, 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 I was going to take this as, a community as, as a family, okay? Let's look at it as a, a contagious family, all right? In the family unit, like there is a leader, there is a, like, there is a person of responsibility that takes a responsibility. In God's model, I'm saying that takes responsibility. Mom's there's beside him uh, supporting and uh, doing everything to support the, the, the leadership of uh, the responsibility of the dad. Then the, the children are, uh, uh, children obey the, obey obey their leaders or the people in mom and dad. So it's, it's like the, this is God's model. And like uh, uh, God wants us to display this model because this model works. It's, he, he's put it, he's created us like that. So it's, it's a working model. And uh, he wants us to like respect your leaders. How do we do this? How do we respect our leaders? Uh, how I feel... Just to, looking at our church, do you, do you guys have realized, like, we've got, like, some amazing leaders in this church. Do you, do you like, have kind of thought about it? Like, I think when um, Dom was um, uh, speaking about authentic leadership, uh, he mentioned this, like, we are blessed. God has blessed us with, like, some amazing leaders, guys. We are so blessed. And I believe, like, we do honor. I do, I do feel honored and respected as a leader myself. So we are, we are doing good. We're doing good. Let's even do better. Yeah? Let's even do better. Let's, let's, uh, uh, let's do, let's, let's get more proactive. Let, let's, let's be more um, intentional about honoring your leaders. Uh, first thing, what can you do? What, accept them, accept them as, as God's, God's uh, recognize, recognizing God's calling on them value them, appreciate them, affirm them, encourage them. If they give their time, they, give, they, they, do a, they sacrifice a lot. Uh, we were, we were, yesterday, uh, the, the four elders were, were having our uh, weekend away kind of t- uh, time together, and uh, we were just uh, in our personal review time. We were, like, we were sharing, and Dom was saying how doesn't know how he managed to like be the vice principal of a school, look after young children, and uh, and lead the church, be an elder in a church. It's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time. It's a lot of so value. We I, we value you, Dom, 
we value you, you so value you. So it's like all the leaders, they, they, they are sacrificed, there is time given, and uh, uh, their heart is for the church. Their heart is to bless and glorify God. So accept them, appreciate them, value them. Uh, it's, it's, you know, if there is something that is stopping you respecting and valuing them, I was just thinking, like, what would it be? What would it be that will stop you from respecting your leaders? And is it something that um, offends? Have, have, have any of the leaders offended you in any way? No, sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, sometimes, like, um, you know, people are, uh, going through difficult situations, their, their mind's not uh, exactly focused on what they're doing. And sometimes, uh, PJ was saying one day, like he was uh, passing somebody. Uh, he, one day, someone came up to him and said, like, you ignored me completely. Why did you do that? Like, I'm one of, your, I'm one of the church members. Like, why did you ignore me? And PJ couldn't even remember what happened because he was, uh, then when uh, the person explained the situation, he had been going for his children, pick up his children. He was like, in his mind, like, I need to pick up my children, I need to do this. So he wasn't focused on what he was doing at the moment. So the person was offended. But thank God the person came up to him and spoke to him, and he was able to clear it up. So if there is, if there is a struggle of respecting your leaders, check and see, like, well, is there something of, that they've done that, you of, that you've been offended with? And please come and speak to them, go come and speak to me if I've done that, and let's get it sorted out. Because when you're offended, it causes resentment, doesn't it? And it, it, gets, it gets very messy, and like, you don't want to be there, you want to be working together. We are family, yeah? We're looking at it as mom and dad and the kids together. We, that model, I mean, it's kind of hard to <laughs> figure that out, but hey, we're looking at as a community together. We, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The so then then uh, verse um, thirteen says, "Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of the love, and live peacefully with each other." I think that so let's coming into that, living peacefully with each other again. Uh, I, I want to look at offense. The, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, can easily happen and can easily uh, uh, get really uh, sour is like people offending each other. And let's, let's make sure that, uh, that we talk to each other if that happens, if there is any offense. And uh, let's, let's make sure that we... Uh, uh, don't, don't take things personally. I mean, we, uh, like uh, one of the things that uh, in marriage uh, that you'll find is like um, when, uh, when, uh, when, things, when things are said and then things happen, you take it personally, isn't it? Like, you take it personally. You think like uh, your, your wife's devaluing you or you're not valuing each other or that, that's, where, that's where your mind goes to. You take it personally, but it can be kind of, Look away, and with God's help, see, like, you know, sometimes when, um, just an example of uh, uh, when, when the husband comes home or the wife comes home after a tough day at work, and uh, they, they've gone through a tough day, and, like, they come home and they, uh, they behave not very nicely, let's say, because they, you feel like they're taking out their bad day on you. But the husband didn't come home saying, like, I'm going to have a bad day. I'm going to go home and give my wife a bad day. That's not how it happens, isn't it? We, we're not, we don't, it's not premeditated. I'm going to give these people a hard day. No, it's not. It's like, it's just like you're struggling with stuff. So don't take it personally. See how you can help them in that. And uh, see how you can uh, keep the peace. Uh, and because, because it's, it is a relationship that is key. Uh, so, yeah. The the uh, at King's Arms Church they did a whole a whole message on the, uh, dealing with offense 
It's quite a good one, actually. Phil Linthew did. I, I listened to it. It was, it was really, really good. It, it breaks down in, in so detail, and he's, so, he's such a good, uh, uh, good speaker. He, he does a brilliant job. If you guys ever listen to their stuff, uh, uh, their podcast, it, it is brilliant. Check it out. So, yeah, so moving on to 1 Thessalonians 5, 14, 15. So the first one is honor your leaders. The second one is, I look at it as work in a team, working in a team, yeah? The, the scriptures goes like this. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Uh, encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. So let's, let's unpack this one a bit. This is, uh, this is, uh, there's quite a bit of stuff here that we can unpack. So looking at it from as a family, how can we work together? Um, Josh, you want to play that uh, uh, video of... Uh, Working together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that was funny, I thought. <laughs> um, so, yeah. In all of this, what, uh, what Scripture is saying, uh, let's take one, one, one by one. Let's take, like, warn those, uh, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Is it um, lazy when it says uh, lazy that like, oh, I don't want to do anything? Or is it like, um, I'll do what is convenient to me kind of thing? So like, uh, uh, um, so if that happened at home, let's say, I'm a, I was just thinking like, if that had ha- happened at home, like uh, we would ask um, uh, the boys to like unpack the uh, dishwasher. And uh, what if they, so the, the stuff from the dishwasher has to go in a place. Yeah, otherwise like it doesn't work. You know that. <laughs> so what if I'm too tired? I'm just going to leave it on the side. And is that, is that being lazy? Yeah? You think it's being lazy? Is that like, yeah, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to. That, yeah. Let, so if that is happening, if that is happening, what would, what would I do? I would say like, guys, please, this shouldn't be happening. This should go in there because that's the place. It's a place for everything, and everything in its place, or everything not in its place, but hey. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's, that will work, isn't it? So we, uh, we would encourage them, guys, this is how it works. You need to, so is that what um, uh, Scripture is saying, like warn those who are lazy? Like, there's, you got to work together on this. You know, you got to carry the weight. Like the minions, <laughs> putting things together. So yeah, let's let's not let's let's not be lazy. Let's let's work together, because that that would be uh, making a statement. Now we are, we are, we want to do this because we trust in God. We want to submit to God. We want to make things work. We want to we want to do good. Uh, second one: encourage those who are timid. Now. Uh, if you are timid, how would you, how would you encourage a person who is timid? Um, what do you think? Like, I'm sure you got like ideas about it. Uh, start with a prayer. Pray for the guys who are timid. Like, give them strength. Give them uh, uh, boldness to do stuff. And uh, go shoulder to do shoulder. Like, one of the things that uh, I find uh, in families, like, uh, with, with, with my boys and stuff. Like, it's good to have a walk shoulder to shoulder, having a chat. It, it works. And, like, you, it, you can encourage them. You can talk to them. And, and they like it. So uh, go shoulder to shoulder. Sit with them. Listen. Try and understand their viewpoint. See, like, why, why they're struggling. Why, what's, what's happening uh, in their lives. What's going on. Encourage them. Encourage them. Encourage them. That's... That's, that's key, guys. In, in all of these, it will be encouragement and affirmation that will really get people through. Yeah? So, uh, yeah, d- remind them of God's promises. And uh, uh, it's so important that, uh, that uh, people are affirmed and encouraged so that it, it, just, it just gives so much strength. I remember this, this is a long-time story. We were in a... a um, 
play area. I can't remember where he was even, but there was this huge slide. And um, uh, the, we said, like, the boys, like, go and do it. And, like, Caleb was going on the like, assault course thing. And Stephen and uh, Luke, like, went up on the, uh, on, the, on the slide. But actually, Stephen didn't want to go up on the slide. For some reason, he, he just walked down. I kind of felt looking, I was watching, and I felt like it was a huge slide. So like, maybe oh, this is a bit scary. But then Luke came, and he, he took Stephen up. We're doing this, man. <laughs> he didn't, I don't know what he said, but he just took him up, and they both did it together. <laughs> Probably they don't even remember. This is when they're quite, quite little. And I, I was like, oh, yes, man. This is, thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, so, like, is that how we, is that how hard? Like, we are, if somebody's struggling, we take them by hand. Come on, let's do it. We can do it together. Guys, you know, you know we can do it together. Alone is hard. Together, we can do it. And encourage, encourage. I remember um, uh, recently, I was at work, like, you know, you, you, those days when, like, things got boring, oh, it's the same old thing, <laughs> uh, this spreadsheet, I'm getting bored with it. <laughs> and uh, uh, then my line manager called, and he was saying, like, um, can we look at this, can we look at this? Like, yeah, I said, yeah, okay. And then he said, like, I know you can do it. I, I know you do a really good job. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. That was like, yes! It was like a Jager bomb. <gasps> it was like a Red Bull. <laughs> so it just, like, I could just feel like the, 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 the toughness, like, kind of, yeah, I can do this. You trust me, this is good. Like, it is like that, guys. Encouragement is so good. It is, it is, it is so good. Like, like, in your lives, I'm sure you'll remember the time someone said something encouraging. Those are like those beautiful memories, isn't it? Someone encouraged you. Someone said, oh, that was really good. Oh, affirmed you. Like, you know, this thing about affirm and encourage, like there's a difference. Have, have you guys like thought about it? I'm only thinking about it recently. And I'm, I should have been thinking about it like when I was younger. <laughs> but like uh, affirm is like um, your... your uh, like what God does, like you, let's look at it from this. Like when uh, we're praying in the morning, uh, Sam said like, Father, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you for who, what you've done. That is the difference, isn't it? Affirming is like who you are. And encouraging is like what you've done. Yeah, it's brilliant what you've done. It's great. They have both brilliant value. But affirming is important as well. Like when you say like, um, we value you. Or when God says, like, you're in, in Ephesians 2, it says, you're God's masterpiece. Guys, you're God's masterpiece. Can you, like, have you thought you're God's good idea? Like, isn't that a brilliant? Like, this is, you are God's good idea. You are God. Like, he thought about you and he made you and he's given you all these gifts and everything because he loves you and he, he molded you like Psalm 139. Like, he knew you before you were born. It's so like, he's so in your life, guys. He's so in your life. And uh, when we come to rejoice, uh, we will go there into a bit more. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, how you can get people out of laziness or timidity or uh, weak, we can encourage them. How can we, uh, how can we do that? by encouragement, by support, by everything. Uh, looking at it from a point of view of, this is family, we're gonna do it together, yeah? Uh, one of the stories, like, um, one of the things that happened to me, like, you know, sometimes when you think of, like, um, th this is what happened, like, in, in, in the church that I was in Dubai, I was, uh, I was doing, uh, you guys, I might have told you this story before, but it's, it's quite, uh, it's, it's good to bring it up here now. So in, in Dubai, I was helping with the setup, and uh, I would, I would uh, like, do it, like, quite neatly, like, wires are, like, all neat and everything. And there was another guy who worked with me, and he would, like, everything would be all over the place, like, and I would get so irritated, like, why? Like, come on, like, this is, this is not neat. Come on. This is winding me up. And it was really, like, affecting me. And it was affecting our relationship. I was, like... God kind of just took me aside, like, 
all of that stuff he's doing differently to you, but it still works. What's more important, that being neat or your relationship with this guy? Ah. So let's not look at the function and how, how we want it done or how it should happen. Let's look at the relationship. Let's, no, we are brothers. We are made in, the God's, made in God's image. I respect you. And uh, you did things differently, but hey, accept it. And we're working together. So yeah, this um, remember, the, it's not the function. It's not the, how you want it. It's about the relationship. And that's it's so counter-countercultural. Is that right? Is it, it's, it's the culture would like give more priority to how things should happen. And if people make mistakes, like, oh, why have you done that? Let's be like, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's fine. Relationship is so much more important. Yeah? So, yeah, uh, speak life, build confidence, uh, and uh, uh, do everything you can to kind of uh, build, build people up. Um, yeah, the, one of the things that uh, uh, I want to just quickly, before we, we leave that, the third one, uh, about weak, and uh, is about the word you speak. And uh, the, uh, you know, sometimes um, people could, um, this, I'll tell you a story. Like in, in Sri Lanka, when I was there last time, uh, I was, um, it, there was this situation that uh, I got irritated about something. Let's say I got irritated about uh, this hasn't happened in time. And uh, because of that, this got canceled, etc. So something had happened that irritated me. And in my words, the way I spoke, it came out as if I was irritated. And it was with, with my niece's husband. And I just so regret saying those stuff. Because like, it was completely not my heart to do that. In the sense, like, I don't want to... Uh, to to give him the impression that I was irritated with him. Like, it's, what happens is when you speak those words, you can't take it back, isn't it? Like, <laughs> there's no kill switch. It's, like, it's gone. It's not, like, you know, the James Bond thing where the bomb is going and you put the kill switch and it goes somewhere else. That bomb has gone. It's destroyed. Those words, you can't take it back. And, like, sometimes it happens so subtly, you can't even say sorry because if you say sorry, it becomes like an issue. So, but I like, so regret that happening. So, yeah, guys, when, when you do get irritated, like, you do, do watch out. Do, do uh, watch out what you're saying and uh, say stuff that will uh, yeah, keep your, guard your mouth, as James says, guard your mouth. Because uh, words spoken, uh, you can't take it back, and it's hard. And uh, it, just, it, just, it just discourages people. So, yeah, I... I Next time when I go to Sri Lanka, I should like affirm him and encourage him and like just give him a lot of strength. I'm, I'm really, really want to do this. <laughs> really, really uh, tough when that happens. So, yeah, and uh, encourage, encourage, encourage. That's what you need to do. Um, so the the, uh, the scripture moves on to say like the uh, 15 is see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. And uh, in summary, like, let's, let's take, so we looked at um, uh, honoring the leaders, now we're looking at working as a team, yeah? To summarize that, uh, you know these things like you're lazy, you're, you're, uh, you're timid, you're weak, these things could happen to all of us guys. We could have seasons when we're a bit lazy, we're a bit timid, we're a bit weak. We, we all can go through those seasons. Have you kind of noticed, like, if you're as old as me, you'll notice them. <laughs> you like, you do, you do, different, do different, go through different seasons. And like, you could go through all of them, and you do need the, the family's help in, in those areas, yeah? In those things, you, will, you, you could need help. Uh, so be sensitive. Be sensitive. Like, like, uh, if something is, I mean, even like uh, uh, in situations, like, Think of think ahead and say like, 
how can I not get irritated in situations? Like think of like how can I do it? That's that's my lesson. I I need to I need to do I need to do that. I need to not say uh, stuff that uh, when I get irritated. I need to think about it. Like how how am I gonna think ahead? Don't get irritated because the relationship is more important than anything else. It's about building relationship, and. Uh, it is countercultural, guys. It's the, the culture is different to to that. So uh, let's let's be let's be counterculturally. Let's be a, a people who work together and uh, and uh, build each other up and uh, yeah, uh, glorify God in it. Uh, I thought, like to to summarize the whole thing of uh, working together as a team. I thought, like, let's look at. Uh, um, Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, like when um, uh, God says, um, love is patient. I know you use this in weddings and stuff, but it is so, so, so amazing in, in relationships when this happens. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does, is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. That's amazing, isn't it? God never gives up on us. He never gives up on us. Don't give up on anyone. Because you never know what God's going to do with them, guys. You never know what, how God's going to use them in different situations, in different scenarios. You, you never know. So don't give up on anyone. And um, never lose faith. Um, uh, love is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Yeah. So, don't pay back evil for evil, but always try and do good to each other in all people. So, yeah. Uh, think about it as like you need to build relationships, and that's 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 key to family. And uh, uh, yeah. When I look at my own family, like um, uh, like with, with, with teenagers and stuff, it's so important to build relationships. It's so important that they, they are your first point of call. I, I, I pray that they, they will be our first point of call. It's so uh, amazing that they, when they come and share with you like, uh, what they're going through, what, uh, what's happening in their lives. And, and uh, uh, as busy as we are, we could easily miss those, miss those opportunities of spending time with them. And uh, uh, you feel like it's never enough, <laughs> but grab every opportunity, grab every every time that they do want to speak to you, and uh, go for long walks. <laughs> it does help. So yeah, uh, work as a family. Look, uh, look at look at the church community as a family and, and work together. Now the third thing that we're going to look at is. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 22. I'm just kind of capping the, uh, like ending with this because there's a lot of uh, exhortation that Paul is given. Uh, I just don't have time to go through everything, but this one is, uh, it's, it's really in my heart. And I just want to be, uh, like really expand this one in the next 10 minutes, by the way. <laughs> so always be joyful. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 16 to 20 says, 16 says, always be joyful, rejoice always. Uh, never stop praying, 17 says. 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We just take these three. It basically says, be a worshiper in your personal life. Be a worshiper, yeah? And uh, rejoice. Is that easy to rejoice all the time? It's not easy, is it? Like, I don't find it easy. But I do... I do, I can think of stuff to be, rejoice about. I can, the way I do it is like, I think of what an amazing salvation we have. Guys, the fact that God has written our name in the book of life, the fact that we have everlasting life. Have you thought of that? Like, this is awesome. Like, that. He has forgiven us our sins from yesterday, today. I mean, I say this every time, don't I? Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Can you believe it? And not only just forgiveness, then his righteousness put into your account. Free. You didn't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything in the future. It is in your account. Deep down, you're set apart 
You're blameless as holy and righteous. That's what scriptures say. That's what who you are. Man, that does help me to rejoice. That does help me like, thank you, Lord. We can do thank God for it because it is... This is who you are, guys. This is you are, child of God. And like when Emma brought the word, like, he is with us. Like, can you perceive, perceive it, perceive it? <laughs> so he, that helps me rejoice because he's with us. He's brought us there. And, and this is the treasure we have. And why do we need to spread the gospel? Because we want to give this treasure to, share this treasure with the people around us. Because we know, we know this is such an amazing gift, an amazing thing to know that you're, in the, you're made in God's image and you're in God's family. It's such a gift. This is why we want to spread the gospel. This is why we want to be a contagious family. We want to, everyone to know God. We want everyone to glorify him because it's no brainer, guys. It's amazing. So rejoice. How can you, that is how I do it, guys. I'm sure you, you could think of ways of how can I do it? Yeah? Think of it. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to be in that place. You'll be smiling all the time. You'll be infectious. You'll be contagious. Okay. Never stop praying. I mean, that goes without saying, like, we as a church, we never want to stop praying. We, we just, just want to continue praying. And... and uh, but how, how committed are you to it? Are you, uh, do you go out of the way to pray? How, how can I say this? How, how, how committed are you to praying? I mean, are you like the, uh, I want to take the, uh, the parable of the persistent widow. Uh, I love this story. I'm just going to quickly read it. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, this is the important part. A lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to the chosen people who cry out to him day and night? See, he's saying like when, when you ask for a, when you ask your dad for a fish, is he going to give you a snake? No, this, when you ask God, he's not going to give you something that's, that's going to bite you. No, he's going to give you something that will bless you. Yeah? Always remember, like, it's, it's even the judge who is a man who, who did, like, because of the consistent uh, uh, request, he did what was, what was a good thing. But our God, who is our Father, how much more will he do? How much more will he bless you? And he, he, he knows what you need already. And you're saying with your prayers, I trust you. I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. And continue to pray, guys. Like, uh, when you look back, like, you, you'll see, like, how much, how much God has answered your prayer and uh, how much he has. When, when, when we look back, when I, when I look back, I'll see, like, so many instances when, like, you never thought it would happen, but it has happened. Or it, it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen, but it... When you're looking back, it happened the best way possible at the right time. So keep praying. And, uh, yeah, make every effort, guys. Make every effort. It's, it's uh, like scriptures say, you're talking to your God. And uh, uh, when you have a need, when you see a need, when you're looking at the bigger picture, when you want to be a contagious church, when you want to spread the gospel, when you want people to be blessed and healed and pray, pray. So... Be thankful, 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you for, being, for belonging to Jesus Christ. Now that, how are we going to do that? Is that easy? Could you like, write a list of like stuff? I could write a list of like, I'm so thankful that, 
I woke up this morning and I'm breathing and I, I can see and uh, like I've got, I've got a family that God's blessed me with and like he's amazing. I've got a church. I'm, I'm, I can hear, I've got these amazing people worship, that I can worship with who are, who've been blessed with uh, gifts of music and stuff. I can think of a million things that I can, I can thank God for. And uh, I really believe that, that heart of like thanking God in everything is so important. It's so, it's so, uh, sometimes it doesn't come naturally, guys. It, it's, it's not our default thing. It's something that you need to do intentionally. I remember, like, um, uh, uh, Darren, Darren, when he shared his life, he was saying, like, uh, he didn't know what was God was doing in, in that time when he had the accident and stuff. And he said, like, the, but he started to praise God. He started to praise God, and things changed. That has happened in my life as well. Like, there was a time when I was going through a, a dark patch, and, like, you know, when, 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 when you're going through, like, um, depression and stuff, anxiety and stuff, like, you just don't know what to do. Like, it's like, if you had, if you had a fever, you can take a tablet and you'll be fine, but you feel like your head's, head's aching and you don't know what to do. It's like your mind is, is sick and you don't know what to do. Like, but what helped me was, like, I just, I just praised God every day. I just woke up and I praised God for everything. I had a little, little tune, actually, that I said, I really want to thank you, Lord. <laughs> so it went like that. So like, I just sang that song every day with everything in every situation. And it did lift. It did lift my depression, my anxiety lifted. I just was able to like focus. I don't know how it happens, guys, but to be in that place of gratitude to God is amazing. And, and, and it just... It just shifts your focus from the troubles that you're facing to who God is, and uh, uh, you know there was a there was a John Piper. You, you must have uh, he, he's, he's an author that you probably have read, and uh, he he said this this amazing phrase. He said like, God is most glorified when we are most God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. You guys must have heard it. Like when we are, when we know that God, everything that happens to us, that God's taking us through. God is watching, and He knows what's happening, and it is for your good to glorify God and for your good. And that's the place where you can thank Him for, and that's when God is glorified, and that's when we can be a contagious community and a contagious family. Yeah. So uh, another one that I want to. Uh, share with you is like uh, have you heard of this person called uh, Johnny Erickson Tada? She's an author. Yeah, you guys might have read, read about her. She had an accident when she was like uh, 18 and uh, uh, she became a quadriplegic or yeah, quadriplegic. She, like, she was uh, paralyzed from her shoulders down. And uh, she's, she's been in a wheelchair for like 40 years, but she's been serving God. And like her story is quite amazing. How, how he, she can focus on God through all the struggling struggles she has. She, she, uh, she's to, she, needs support to, she needs support to get off the bed in the morning. So like uh, she says, uh, I just want to read what she says in her giving thanks. I always want to give thanks. That she's written this small book. Most are able to thank God for his grace, comfort, and sustaining power in a trial. But we don't thank him for the problem, just finding him in it. But decades in a wheelchair have taught me not to segregate my Savior from the suffering he loves. As though a broken neck or, a, or in your case, a broken ankle, home or heart merely happens. And then God shows up after the fact to wrestle something good out of it. Maybe at one time this wheelchair felt like a horrible tragedy. But I'm grateful for my quadriplegia. It's a, it's a bruising of a blessing, but still a blessing. It is a gift wrapped in black, but it's still a gift. It's a shadowy companion that walks with me daily, pulling and pushing me in the arms of my Savior. So uh, look at it from the context of like we are, this life is a blip. We are eternal beings, we'll be with him, we'll see him face to face like we, 
like we looked at last week. We'll see him face to face. We'll be with him and look at the bigger picture. And God's with you guys. God's with you. Like, you are an amazing masterpiece of his creation. And uh, he's always with you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, wrap, up, wrap up with that one. So, yeah, be a worshiper. The third one, be a worshiper. So just to quickly, how can we be a contagious, contagious uh, church, contagious community? Yeah, honor your leaders, respect your leaders, support them, encourage them, affirm them. Uh, speak it out sometimes. You, you need to say stuff to them. Others, I would they know that you've been appreciated or accepted. So do that. And uh, uh, work as a team. You guys are amazing. You, we, have, we have so many like, brilliant people here. Work together. Uh, it's such an amazing place to be. Watch out for the relationships. It's relationships that's important. It's not, it's not getting things how perfectly or beautifully. It's about the relationship. Think of that. And be a worshiper. Rejoice in the salvation that he's blessed you with. Thank him every day for everything that he's done to you, uh, how he's blessing you and how he has plans for you. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah the, just a quickly uh, last one before people need to go and pick up their kids. Uh, Denzel Washington, he did a, a, he did a speech at a, a graduation. You guys must have seen it on YouTube. And he said like, he started with like, yeah, give God the first, keep God, at, in top of your agenda, yeah, keep God as top of your agenda, agenda. And he said, like, when you go to sleep, put your slippers right at the back of the bed so that when you get up in the morning, you'll have to kneel down to get the slippers. And while you're kneeling down, thank God for the day. <laughs> so, yeah, go with that, like, keep thanking God, keep, uh, keep working together and uh, trusting him and looking to him. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will be a contagious, a contagious church, Lord. I pray that... Uh, our life together, how we do things, how we, how we handle culture, or like we got on, on, on the stage there, uh, how we handle acceptance and honor and all of these things as a church together will be uh, uh, so contagious, Lord, that people will, will see uh, you're working in us, you're here with us, Lord. And I pray that we'll t- touch the nation, Lord. We'll touch this town. We'll touch this uh, town of Hatfield and St. Albans and Wellingard and, and, and spread your gospel and give you glory in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, everyone, for being here.